Whew, this is my third time trying to record this because the first time there was something wrong with my script for some reason, and the second time I made a blooper that I will definitely keep in. Um, anyway, <clears throat> hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Moon Pool, where cats of all clans gather together as one. I just realized that my intro catchphrase or whatever it's called more described a warrior's gathering than the moon pool. Like, gatherings are when all the clans come together and discuss what's going on and discuss what's going on in their clans, except none of the leaders ever tell the truth about how their clan is doing. Like, if half the cats were dead and starved, they would say, Oh yes, the prey is running well in Wind Clan. <coughs> Dropping dead. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was sort of random and cringy. Let's get into it. So today, as you probably guessed from the title, I am comparing warriors' relationships. This includes romantic relationships, sibling relationships, platonic or friend relationships, parent-child relationships, mentor-apprentice relationships, and even leader-medicine-cat relationships, medicine-cat-medicine-cat relationships, leader-leader relationships, almost romantic relationships, as in things that people ship but are not canon, and leader-deputy relationships. I will be doing this in multiple parts, so it's not like eight hours long or something. Maple from the future says that even just the romantic ones take forever, so this was a sensible choice on past Maple's part. Sensible choice. Wow. I talk fast. I mean, if you if you have listened to my other episodes, you know, but I, I can talk very fast. I think I had to make a redo of, like, a 30-minute episode because I talked too fast in it um, once, and so sorry about that. That is... <laughs> it's, it's hard. Um, I'm just a natural fast talker. And anyway, I don't know why you needed to hear that, because you already knew that, obviously. I mean, if you've listened to any of my episodes, and even just this one, you know that I talk kind of fast. Anyway, <clears throat> first, let's analyze the romantic relationship of warriors. I'm going to start with a classic Bluefur and Oakheart. Spoilers for Blue Star's Prophecy ahead. <clears throat> when I read Blue Star's Prophecy, I knew I was going to see Blue X Oak in action. I don't really ship this, actually. I originally shipped Blue Star and Crooked Star along with the rest of the fandom, and I eventually got into shipping Blue Star and Rosetail, which is a much less commonly known ship. I thought Blue Fur and Oak Heart was kind of well executed, but kind of not. I just didn't really see why Blue Fur loved him, like what she saw in him. It was more of a destiny type thing than a personality thing. But that's the weird part. According to Star Clan, or at least Goosefeather, who's definitely to be trusted, um, her destiny did not contain Oakheart. So I guess it was just a situation where they were just drawn to each other. The next romantic relationship that I will be analyzing today is Bramble Star and Squirrel Flight. I personally love Squirrel Flight, as well as Leaf Pool, Ivy Pool, and of course Tawny Pelt, because she is my sun and my stars and my sky. And also Crowfeather and Breeze Pelt, surprisingly, and of course Squirrel Tail, and you can't forget Golden Flower. I've always kind of liked Cinderheart, too. Yeah, I have a lot of favorites. They're mostly Tawny Pelt, Ivy Pool, Leaf Pool, Squirrel Flight, Crowfeather, and Breeze Pelt. That's not a lot at all. <laughs> Anyways, back to Squirrel Flight. To be honest, I think she's one of Warrior's strongest female protagonists. She's a strong leader, she's not afraid to speak her mind, she's passionate, she's just amazing. And in a lot of ways, she's a lot like her mother, Sandstorm. I went over this in my Sorting Warriors into Hogwarts test episode, so go check that out. Um, Squirrel Flight, uh, wow, <laughs> I just scrolled down on my script. <laughs> Squirrel Flight and Brambleclaw hadn't always gotten along. In the beginning of the new prophecy, they were constantly bickering. They couldn't help but argue with each other. But then the great journey drew them closer, and they became close enough to almost become mates. However, as soon as Brambleclaw grew closer to Hawkfrost and Squirrelflight grew closer to Ashfur, Squirrelflight and Brambleclaw drifted apart. Brambleclaw liked Hawkfrost, Squirrelflight did not. It was as simple as that. But once Brambleclaw killed Hawkfrost, they became mates, which upset Ashfur, who had been growing close to Squirrelflight and had kind of a major and super unhealthy obsession with her, even though he was like a whole series older than her or something. 
Then, in Bramble Star Storm, Bramble Star started hanging around Jesse, a kitty pet, and Squirrelflit grew jealous. He accidentally, he accidentally, he actually considered becoming mates with Jesse. Like, what? I like Jesse and all. I mean, I don't have anything against her. But come on, you've known Squirrelflit since she was an apprentice? Actually, probably since she was a kit, because Bramble Star was alive then, and before you were even deputy, which was like three series ago or something. And now there's a random cat that all of a sudden you want to become mates with after all you've been through with Squirrelflit? Like, what? But Squirrelflight didn't give up on him yet for some reason. Honestly, she should have broken up with him again. Not all she-cats need a Tom. There are hardly any Thomas cats in, in Warriors, except maybe M- Mousefur and a few others. I dare you to name any she-cat in Warriors uh, that the story would be relatively different without that doesn't have a mate. Poppy Frost and or Honey Honeyfern? Nope. Um, Blossomfall? Ivypool? Nope. Cinderheart? Nope. Cinderpelt? Ye- well, yes, but she's a medicine cat. So she doesn't really count. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, there's like a whole bunch of medicine cats that have forbidden love, but you know, in general, she doesn't count. <laughs> and I guess there's Briarlight, but the only reason she didn't take a mate, I think, was that she wasn't confident enough in herself to get one. But hardly any she-cats go without a tom, is my point. She's a sh- squirrel flight. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the end of my scroll flight. That was awkward. I'm having scripting issues again, in case you couldn't tell. Wow, this is really unprofessional. I'm sorry, I'm really rusty again in this, because I haven't really scripted many episodes lately, or, like, you know, recorded many episodes lately, because I've been really busy, and, like, there was that one time when I went, like, two months without posting something, so I'm sorry. Um, but, um, I guess we're going to interrupt this a little bit to talk about stuff. Um, you know, a little update. It's kind of an awkward place for an update, but, you know. And just, like, what's, like, yeah, um, (laughs) um, it's just that my script was having issues, and for some reason it got all moved around or something, um, anyway, I would like to talk about the future for this podcast, no, I'm not saying I'm gonna, like, quit the podcast, just future episodes, because I would, I don't think I would ever quit this beautiful, beautiful podcast, I love you, I love you, Moonpool, I love you, um, and, um, um, oh, Um, oh yeah, I'm working with Finch Flight, um, I'm working on a, on a, a debate episode, which is where I'm going to take two cats, and, uh, I'm gonna be, um, I'm gonna be debating on one side, and Finch Flight is going to be debating on another side, and, um, I'm gonna put, like, a poll in the description so that you guys can see which one you think did, did better, and not, not, not even necessarily if you think high, better of that cat, just, like, like, in general, like, like, what, what, how you thought we did, and also, maybe if you, like, like, one cat better, but, like, I don't know, that would just be biased to kind of, I don't know, I mean, you know, you do you, (laughs) you can vote for, like, any cat you want, but, yeah, I'm not gonna say who the cats are yet, because I want to keep some mystery shrouded around it, but, yeah, and also, I, as I said, I'm going to be doing more Warriors Relationships video episodes, hopefully more episodes with my parents, um, and, um, someone sent me a voice message a while ago, um, that said, um, like, you have a great podcast and stuff, so I forget who who actually sent that, but I forgot to thank you, so whoever you are, you know who you are, you sent me a voice message, um, about my podcast, you're the only one who did it, so I think you know who you are, um, and saying good stuff, so thank you for that, <laughs> um, I would include it in here, but I need to, um, yeah, like, find that after, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm gonna move on to this, because, like, I need to move on to my next relationship, because this was kind of an awkward place to have an update on stuff, um, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please forgive me, anyway, <clears throat> the next romantic relationship is Crowfeather and the entire female population, I mean, Crowfeather and Leafpool, Feathertail, and Nightcloud, yes, Nightcloud, well, Nightcloud with a question mark at the end, so more like Leafpool, 
exclamation point, Feathertail, exclamation point, and Nightcloud? <laughs> anyway, this one is going to be long. Let's go in order. First, we have Crowfeather and Feathertail. Actually, it was Crowpaw and Feathertail, as he was only an apprentice. Also, let me say that because Crowfeather has the same suffix as Feathertail's prefix, it makes it really awkward to do ship names, because you can't exactly do, like, Crowfeather, because that would just be shipping you know, like, crow feather with himself, but, like, or, like, you know, it would just be, like, regular crow feather. I mean, you can do, like, crow x feather, but sometimes people combine chip names for, or also, like, could it be, like, feather feather? But this doesn't work either. Maybe just, like, crow x feather works better, but it still sounds weird. Like, crow tail feather feather? (laughs) Feather x feather? (laughs) Anyway, um, we're just like, what if two cats with the same prefix got, okay, I need to talk about this another time, I'm sorry. Anyway, Let's, yeah, okay, first we have Crowfeather and Feathertail, and it, actually it was Crowpaw and Feathertail because he was only an apprentice when he fell in love. They were on the journey to the Sundrowned Place together, along with Stormfur, Brambleclaw, Squirrelpaw, slash, Squirrelpaw, Squirrelpaw, slash Flight, and Tawnypelt. Crowpaw is often seen as grumpy, snarky, cold, and unwelcoming, could compare it to a certain other cat whose suffix is Feather, who also happens to be Crowfeather's son. <coughs> also respelled, of course, but like, you know, mostly Jay Feather. Anyway, um... Maybe he just, maybe he grew up without much love directed at him, or maybe he was just naturally grumpy. In Crowfeather's trial, it was mentioned that his father, Deadfoot, which is a horrible name for a cat, by the way, hadn't always been around for him. Maybe it was that. Whatever it was, he was not very popular in the group. Um, but Feathertail brought out something different in him. People often talk about Feathertail and Crowpaw and other ships like this as just a childhood crush, but honestly, I beg to differ. I would say that it was at least a teenage romance. Feathertail and Crowpaw were seriously considering starting a family with each other. I don't have the exact quote with me, but at some point Stormfur is acting all weird about his sister growing close to a wind clan cat, and Feathertail and Crowpaw, Crowpaw, and Feathertail and Crowpaw are all like, "Ugh, why do you have to be like that all the time, Stormfur?" And then they were like, "Because the clans are going to be all different now, I'm sure we'll just scrap everything that stupid dead cats taught us and like make a whole new warrior code." Okay, they didn't say it like that, but they were pretty serious about their relationship, which which most people seem to overlook for some reason. One time, Kropa says something like, I know it's against the warrior code, but there's never been another cat like you, Feathertail. I don't know why I read that in such a weird voice. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing wrong with this relationship is that we don't get enough development for it, and there were far too little Feathertail and Kropa scenes, in my opinion. Like, I want to see it from their perspective. Um, honestly, I think that Feathertail was the cat who opened Crowpaw's heart for the first time, only for it to be closed again after the Leaf Fool incident, and then it was opened again in Crowfeather's child for Breeze Pelt, hopefully permanently opened. I also have a problem with the fault, with the fault, with the I cannot speak today, I am sorry, it is Saturday, um, uh, yeah. I also have a problem with the fact that Feathertail was mentioned very few times after her death. Sure, there's the brief conflict where Leafpool is guilty for loving the same cat Feathertail loved when Feathertail shows up in a vision and tells her to follow what she knows is right in her heart. If you don't remember that, it's okay. You don't have a bad memory. I just remember weird details and forget weird ones, too. <sighs> I talk fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, I like Feathertail and Crowfeather, honestly. There's just been hardly any drama with their relationship since her death. <laughs> I read death and, like, <laughs> I keep reading words in weird ways. I'm sorry. <laughs> since her death. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for some in Crowfeather's trial, but which I just finished today, by the way. I finished today. I was scripting it. Oh, God. Wow. I finished... 
I finished reading Crowfeather's Child, but day I scripted that word, apparently. <laughs> but she never shows up in his dreams. He looks back on his and Leafball's relationship, but never his and Feathertail's. And please don't tell me it's just because he's too sad after her death. First of all, it's been like two series, plus a handful of super editions and novellas since her death. Second of all, just because you loved another cat since her death, in the same series, I might add. New Prophecy felt like two series, actually, but that's for another episode. <sighs> I gotta slow down. <clears throat> it doesn't mean she never, ever... Ever? Never, ever, ever? <laughs> Never, ever, ever crosses your mind. Feathertail deserves more attention, honestly, and it was really sweet how Crowfeather named himself after her. This is an underrated series, an underrated series in the moment. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's a weekend, it's a weekend. Please forgive me. That is an underrated moment in the series, in my opinion. Okay, now we're moving on to Crowfeather and Leafpool. The beginning of this relationship sort of came out of nowhere. Leafpool is known to dislike Crowfeather. It literally says she dislikes him. There are no hints of an upcoming relationship that I can see here. Cinderbelt's accusations of her being in love with Crowfeather seemed, to me, pointless and way off base. Then, one night, Crowfeather says, out of literally nowhere, Hey, Leafpool, I love you. You walk in my dreams. Yes, he actually said, you walk in my dreams. Pretty creepy, if you ask me. Well, almost as creepy as Oakheart telling Blue Fur that he wanted to know her favorite, favorite fresh kill. Nothing sketchy there. Something else that I forget, probably also not sketchy, and what you dream about. Well, that, I, are you okay, Oakheart? <clears throat> anyway, after the unexpected beginning of their relationship, I thought it was really sweet when they were running away together and their intense love for each other and um, Crowfeather used Leafpool as kind of a remedy for his heartbreak and she was his escape from the world. Together, they were invincible. But it ended up not working out. Although she loved him, Leafpool had her medicine cat duties and Crowfeather had his duties to his clan. So they broke out, which was sad and all. Broke out. Broke up, which was sad and all. But I'm glad they were able to move on and just be except Nope. Not after their stupid, annoying daughter. Just kidding. I have nothing against you, Holly Leaf. Holly Leaf. Holly Leaf. <laughs> it's hard to say things fast sometimes when you say things fast. And yeah. Anyway, told everyone Leafpool's secret. Okay, I've strayed far off topic. So let's just move on to Crowfeather's third mate, Nightcloud. This part is mostly going to be centered around events in Crowfather's Child, so if you haven't read that, you might want to skip this. Anyway, Nightcloud. I actually don't know much about her, so when she died, I didn't really feel much, or, you know, when she fake died. <laughs> but after we found more about her, she began to grow on me. She learned that we, we learned that she was a strong and loyal warrior of Wind Clan, and that she was not afraid to be stubborn and to stand up for what she truly believed in, and that she truly loved those she grew close to. She reminds me of Tawny Felt in a way. I think Nightcloud was, would be a great person, or cat, to be around, and she and Crowfeather weren't meant to be, but I'm glad they worked out their differences in the end. Uh, I don't know what else to say about Nightcloud. Moving on to our next romantic relationship, Jayfeather and the Stick. Just kidding. Cinderpelt, Cinderpelt, Cinder... <laughs> Cinderheart and Lionblaze. Honestly, this... Uh, the... Honestly, this relationship also seemed to come out of nowhere. Like, Cinderheart and Lionblaze are going on a walk one time, and then Lionblaze is suddenly attracted to her. Like, were we supposed to notice hints for this before it happened? Because I sure didn't. It was kind of rushed, much like Crowfeather and Leafpool. The relationship was a really cool side plot once it got going. I loved reading about Cinderheart's inner securities, about her identity, and her passionate yet heartbreaking determination to let Lionblaze have his own destiny. Even though they were in love, Cinderheart believed the prophecy of the three meant they weren't allowed to be together. Lionblaze was confused as to why Cinderheart was so determined not to be in a relationship with him, but she was just as confused about her own purpose, especially after she found out she was Cinderheart reincarnated. She wasn't sure if she was supposed to be a medicine cat or a warrior, 
least of all, whether she should be with Lion Blades or not. So I don't think Lion Blades was being all that fair to her, but I'm really glad it worked out in the end, and their kits are really cute. I mean, they never mentioned it at all, but, like, I love how they, like, named them all after other, like, cats, like Fernsong, Holly Tuft, and, uh, Sorrel Stripe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you, Sorrel Tell. I just forgot that you're, you know, other person, Sorrel Stripe, existed. <laughs> Anyway, all right, moving on. Next romantic relationship. This is going to be a super long episode. Oh, well, next and last romantic relationship is Firestar and Sandstorm. Okay, I know this is kind of a generic one, but I honestly love their relationship. It's sweet. At first, Firepaw and Sandpaw didn't get along due to Sandpaw's dislike of kitty pets, and when Fireheart and Graystripe became warriors before, you know, Sandpaw and Dustpaw, who were like a generation older than them or something, it kind of made them bitter and stirred up some jealous feelings but at first um but you know after he saved her from falling off a cliff and dying i believe in fire and ice she warmed up to him and their relationship grew it's kind of a generic um but sweet romantic relationship which is pretty well executed in my opinion maybe we should just go with boring relationships to make them well executed and warriors no just kidding i like the exciting ones Anyway, I also thought she I also thought that how she was so sad when he died was really sweet. While generic and not too exciting, I've used the word generic way too much in this paragraph. This relationship went over pretty well. Okay, that was a lot of relationships. I will definitely do another episode like this soon. My next one will be sibling relationships. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Moon Pool. And I messed up my speech a lot. Maybe because I'm just rusty and recording podcasts. Maybe because I just naturally talk best. Maybe because it's Saturday morning. I don't know. Either way, I'm sorry, but I hope that you have a wonderful day, and I hope that you are having a great 2021. Happy 2021. Um, if you celebrate Chinese New Year, then um, happy almost 2021. Um, what else? Uh, just have a wonderful day, and I will see you in my next episode. Goodbye.